Okay, good evening. It's the Dean Leggy Show on Dog Post. Thank you to everyone for joining. Uh, another big week for Georgia. This time they will take on <clears throat> Kentucky in a, an afternoon fight in Lexington. Uh, this really is the most important game of the season. Um, I'm not sure you're going to hear me say that every single time Georgia plays from here on out, but that's where they're at right now. Obviously, the winner of this game goes on to play in the uh, Southeastern Conference Championship. So it's a big game. It's a big moment. It's a moment that uh, Georgia has been in before. Maybe not in like an all-or-nothing situation like this, but, um, you know, it really is critical. Uh, and um, I had a chance to take a look at everything Kentucky does um, as a team uh, today. I watched a lot. I obviously watched them play um, – um, <clears throat> Florida, Vanderbilt, live. Uh, I have not watched them play Missouri. But what's going on here lately is that Kentucky is making the most of their um, opportunities. And uh, because of that, they're in a position that they are almost never in as a, as a football program, and, and that's to win the uh, conference championship still. I mean, it's November. Now, in 2016, Kentucky was, was positioned uh, to possibly still win the league, but um, they dropped a game to 4-4 uh, four and four Georgia, um, uh, what turned out to be a uh, eight and five Georgia team, and um, you know that costs the Cats their chance to win the conference. Uh, obviously, Florida going on to represent the East then, but uh, this is really a, a critical game for Georgia. Uh, ben Cleveland back at practice. I don't know if Georgia's going to get all of their offensive, uh, excuse me, defensive linemen back um, right uh, in the near future, but <clears throat> before this game. But I do expect Ben Cleveland to play. And I do expect him, I, I'm not sure that I expect him to uh, start. So, uh, hello to everyone who's saying hello to me. I appreciate y'all being on here. I appreciate um, everything that, um, the support that we're getting. I need to I need to recognize our sponsor. And Bank South really has been very important for Dog Post this year. And we're, we're really glad to have them on board. Right now you're seeing the keys to the game on the graphic. And uh, I'm going to go through them in a second. But whether you're buying a first home, building your dream home, or moving up to finally have that man cave to watch the dogs on Saturdays, you need a lender that can get you across the goal line to the closing table. Bank South Mortgage makes your part of getting a home loan easy with their Ready Loan mobile app. Download Ready, Lo Download Ready Loan app from the App Store or Google Play Store to get started with your loan application and let the experienced team at Bank South Mortgage Help guide you home. Bank South Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 690971. You try to say NMLS six times and see how that goes. Yeah, look, the Bank South keys to the game. <clears throat> and Bank South can actually get, you, get help you get keys to a new home. So uh, if you're looking at remodeling, if you're looking at um, mortgages, uh, if you're looking at certificate of deposits, you can do all of those things with Bank South. We're really happy that they're on board. Now, the keys to the game, as you can see, the championship of the East. Um, I'm not sure a lot of people thought it would come down to Georgia and Kentucky. I know that I was not dismissive of Kentucky because of uh, Fletcher being up there and me knowing 
uh, sort of the situation um, with the way that Kentucky uh, has been over these last two and three years. Fletcher knows it pretty well. Um, so, you know, we all knew that Benny Snell was going to be very good. He is very good. Uh, he did not play great against Missouri, but um, it's also possible he could be running out of steam. But um, you know, this is a championship of the East. I, I don't think anybody saw this coming uh, anytime soon. For people who are asking about the graphic on Twitter, it's on everywhere else except Twitter. So it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, I mean, it's on uh, YouTube. So that's what's going on. Twitter has been a lot more complicated for me to figure out, but we're moving on. The number two Bank South keys to the game. Uh, Georgia's been here before. This is new um, for Kentucky. Um, and Kentucky's going to have to kickstart their offense pretty quick. They have struggled not scoring lately, and uh, that's a real problem when you're going up against a, an offense the way that Georgia um, is playing. I mean, Georgia's scoring points at a pretty good clip. Kentucky, on the other hand, is not. Uh, and, I, I, you know, this is a big week in Kentucky. <clears throat> There's a The Duke game is next Tuesday night. Obviously, this game is huge. They will have a they will have a um, an exhibition basketball game the night before Georgia, which will be crowded, but probably not sold out completely. Um, but the Cats have struggled here lately, and this game and offensively, and this game has become a big, big deal in Lexington. Let me tell you. Uh, but they've failed to score in a way that really matters. So. Well, that's that's not completely true. They're not scoring enough. They're 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 they scored 15 against Missouri on the road. They scored 14 against Kentucky, Vanderbilt at home. They really did not look good in that game. They scored 14 in, in regulation against Texas A&M, a game where they did a lot of what they wanted to do. Kentucky, they just didn't score. Uh, they played great defensively, etc. They only scored 24 against South Carolina at home in a win. They really whipped Mississippi State 28-7, and then they beat the Gators 27-16. I'm not going to talk about the non-conference games. So Kentucky has not gone over 30 points. So there you go. I mean, if you get over 30, you're going to win. I mean, they've only been over 30 twice, and those were both in non-conference games. They still have to play Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State, and Louisville. I would imagine they will probably score 30 in those games, although maybe not against Tennessee, which seems to be playing better, but not winning games necessarily. Uh, and then number three here on the Bay South Keys to the game, Jake Fromm has got to continue to play well. If he does that, it's just hard to imagine that Georgia loses this game. They are a team that, um, you know, again, just like for the Gators, no one, you know, Florida has not played an offense like Georgia. Kentucky has, but Missouri is not balanced like Georgia is. They're also not scoring as many um, points as Georgia is. So, you know, this this game is going to come down to what Georgia does, not necessarily what Kentucky does. And I would fully expect that Kentucky will um, play well at the beginning of the game. They are also a pretty good fourth quarter team and talking and, and looking at what Kentucky does really well. Uh, let me, let me, in my, you know, watching uh, the cast this week, uh, I've got a few notes here uh, and I'll start off with this one. Kentucky is tough 
and they're willing to fight you into the fourth quarter. They've been a pretty good fourth quarter team. They closed out Missouri in the fourth quarter. They closed out Vanderbilt in the fourth quarter. Uh, they, they, they got up pretty good against South Carolina. And then they closed out the Gators in the fourth quarter. So it's, it's been a, it's been a solid fourth quarter team. They're physical. They're not super deep. Uh, you know, one guy that stuck out to me defensively for the Cats is a, like a line, an outside linebacker safety type. I think he's an outside linebacker. He will run up from the perimeter, number seven, and he will try to stop the run, and he will completely ignore the quarterback. He's really good at crashing down and making tackles behind the line of scrimmage or right at the line of scrimmage. So it's very similar to what Florida did to Georgia on some of those goal line situations. They had guys crashing hard from the outside. Georgia basically said, well, we're going to try to just run it in. It's a yard. But that's what they did. You know, Kentucky is doing the same thing with number seven, whose name I don't know. That will leave the quarterback run wide open. And if Justin Fields is playing in this game, they are going to have to account for him. It may be that, that Justin Fields is a very good matchup for Kentucky because of the way that Kentucky crashes so hard against the quarterbacks that they're playing. Um, I know this too. Jake Fromm is not a runner, but he's an adequate ball mover with the with the ball in his hands while he's running. So he can he can do the job as well. They uh, I am concerned for well, uh, one other thing too. If you do not play your angles correctly, Georgia, that Kentucky will explode and make big plays on you. They don't they're not a real big play team. They're physical and grind you out. But if you do not play proper angles and if you don't stand your guys up and um, you know do what you need to do, uh, they're going to hit big plays. You can't guess on them. Uh, they the the real issue for Kentucky. I'm going to spend a second or two on this. Their problem is their quarterback play. They they just don't have great quarterback play. It's good enough to possibly win the SEC East. It is not good enough to win the conference. But, you know, just a lot of notes on the Kentucky quarterback. He can throw the ball, but he's indecisive. Often he holds the ball too long. <clears throat> he's extremely good. He is, he is the best. At second and medium, he's hitting about 80% of his throws right there. So he is very good at second and medium. So that's second and four to second and seven. So Kentucky can get you there. I mean, with on first down, they can get you there. He's also not bad on first down throwing it, too. The notion that he is just can't throw it at all is all coming from that Vanderbilt game. That Vanderbilt game is their worst performance by far <clears throat> on the in the passing game. But I wouldn't fall. I wouldn't get lulled to sleep with that. I mean, Kentucky can throw the ball. They're just not great at it. Uh, he's only thrown more. He's only thrown it more than 20 times once in an SEC game, and that was his past week against Missouri. He runs it about 10 times a game, and he really killed Florida on the ground. He had 105 yards and a touchdown. But the problem with that game, and in a lot of these games, <clears throat> he also had 91 against Vanderbilt on the ground and 59 against South Carolina on the ground. He is extreme. He can be extremely reckless, like Felipe Franks with the football. I, I think he holds it too long a lot. Um, but this is a game getting. You know, this is a game Georgia should win. I don't know if this is a game Georgia should win going away, but this is a game Georgia should win. I mean, there's a reason why they are basically a ten point favorite. They they are they are better than Kentucky. Uh, the issue 
is you got to go up there. Now, a lot of y'all have probably not been to Commonwealth Stadium, but I've been to a lot of games there since 1998 when they ex- started the expansion. And it is a legitimate SEC facility, what's called Kroger Stadium now. It's, it's hard for me to call it Kroger Stadium. I will call it Commonwealth uh, uh, Commonwealth Stadium. Um, the, the, the issue there is that... Um, you know, they, they kind of go to sleep at times, the Kentucky fans, but when they wake up, they really wake up. It's about, it's a little less than, um, uh, they've, they've reconfigured it a lot, but right now they've got about 60 some odd thousand people that go to these games. The tickets are going for about 130 bucks at the cheapest online. So it's a very, uh, it's a it's a big deal game. Their facilities at Kentucky have improved dramatically. So the crowd really gets into it. This will be, I mean, this is the biggest Kentucky football game in four decades. Now, this is the biggest football game in Georgia history since the last week. Which is going to matter? Or will they either matter at all? You know, what I don't like is when people completely dismiss the underdog in every way. I think Kentucky has a path to victory. I'm not sure that I am pick I'm certainly not picking them to win, but I you know, which will it be? Will it be that um you know, Georgia grinds it out and fights Kentucky to the end and wins? I don't see Kentucky blowing Georgia out. I know that. I could see Georgia having a two-score win in this game. Uh, Kentucky's defense really is very good. Um, they are not allowing a lot of points. Well, guess who was really good too and didn't allow a lot of points? The Gators and Georgia scored 36 on them. So, um, you know, turnovers are not really a big deal for Kentucky, but like you're getting, you're starting to get your guys back now if you're Georgia. I mean, you, if you win this game, you know, you should take care of Auburn at home. That will probably be a 10 or 11 point line, maybe 12, depending on what happens with with Auburn A&M this weekend, if you take care of them, then you can sort of build your way into the SEC championship game. Obviously, the Auburn game would have no no game further from that would have bearing on what happens with Georgia in the conference championship game. But you would think if they beat Kentucky, they would probably beat Auburn. They would certainly beat UMass. And they probably will beat Georgia Tech, you would think, if they beat Kentucky. Although Tech looked a lot better this past week in running up and down the field on Virginia Tech. So you you go and do what you do if you're Georgia. If you don't turn it over three times, if you are steady, if the punt game is like it was this past week, and you just if you end every possession with a kick of some sort, uh, you'll be fine. Um, I think the Georgia defense is going to be up to a serious challenge. There is some question amongst folks that I trust: Is Benny Snell running out of steam? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to that. He's really good. He's a very difficult kid to deal with. Their backup running back is not nearly as good. When I watched them play Texas A&M, he had a few too many fumbles for me, which was one or two, whatever it was. And again, it gets back to quarterback play. The quarterback is adequate at best. He would probably not start on pretty well everybody else's team except maybe you know, Arkansas, I don't think he would start at Ole Miss, but he is—he is—he can run the ball. If you're going to have to pay attention to him in the run game, 
which means you can't just pile on Benny Snell. You're going to have to respect him to some degree in the past game, although he seems to have a favorite receiver. They just don't complete a lot of balls. I mean, he does not throw more than 20 times a game. This could be one of these things where Jake Fromm, you know, Kentucky has not let anyone butcher them in the run game. Like, no one has done that this year. There's been people that have run on them, but no one's really sliced them up for 250 yards or anything like that. So when you say that, you're saying, well, maybe you need Fromm. Again, that's what he's there for. Maybe you need Fromm to play well. And, I, you know, I just have a hard time seeing how Kentucky, with one exceptionally good running back, which would be Benny Snell, probably the best running back in the league, is going to hammer his way through this Georgia defense the entire time. Florida, I don't have the book with me, but Florida ran effectively against Georgia for sure, but they had multiple running backs, and uh, even Emory Jones was getting into it. Um, But I just think that Georgia will go right at Kentucky, running the ball. They've run on everyone this year that they wanted to, including LSU before they stopped. And I think that that's what you're going to see from here on out. They are not going to try to figure things out too much and try to become something they're not. But that also includes using Jake Fromm. You cannot just go away from the quarterback who has played well but in every game but one. And on top of that, there is going to be opportunity for uh, Justin Fields if he's in the game. Kentucky is not going to be able to crash down like they like to on a lot of these quarterback reads. It, they're going to get blistered by Justin Fields if he's in the game and they crash down. They could get blistered by Jake Fromm. And, you know, it's okay to gamble, but once you gamble twice and catch somebody, at, you know, and it's a one or two yard gain, the quarterback's going to keep it the third time. And they, they do not pay attention to that, they they do not pay attention to that that quarterback or, or number number seven has not been paying attention to. I think it's number seven. Let's go back to the bank south keys of the game. Whether you're buying your first home, building your dream home, or moving up, finally have that man cave to watch the dogs on Saturdays. And basketball season's coming up too. Y'all can get your man cave for that too. You need a lender who can get you across the goal line or to the hoop. And to the closing table. Bank South Mortgage makes your part of getting a home loan easy with the Ready Loan mobile app. Download the Ready Loan app from the App Store or Google Play Store today to get started on your loan application and let the experienced team at Bank South Mortgage help guide you home. Bank South Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 690971. Let them help you. Bank South has been helping dog posts for some time now. Keys to the game, again, this is the championship of the East. No need to get too high or low. Just play your game. You've been here before. You should win. Number two, well, number two is you've been here before, so I don't know why I said that during number one, but that's a pretty important one. I mean, Georgia's played in significantly bigger games than this. They played in that last week and the week before that. But now this one takes on a whole new level of importance. Number three, Jake Fromm has to continue to play well. Same thing with, I mean, if Justin Fields is in there, he's got to play well too, particularly on the, if Kentucky continues to crash down, they're going to get burned by these quarterbacks at some stage. And if you don't crash down, see, then you're not having that extra guy help you 
stop so uh, helps help you stop Swift and and Elijah. I mean, so it is an either or. And George got to play discipline on defense too. They can't just you know go for Benny or the back or number ten the backup running back because the quarterback can run. He's effective runner. He's not like Justin Fields, but he is an effective runner. I would see what you can do with four guys rushing. He's really got a hard time with with any sort of um, you know. And back back in the day in basketball, we focus a big thing. My coach was an NBA basketball player, and his big thing was don't give anybody time or space. He really does not do well without time and space, and sometimes he's not so hot with time. So. This may be about crushing the pocket from the inside. You may or may not see DeAndre Walker. Like, you don't want to overshoot this guy because he can take off and run. He's not deadly with his feet, but he's really good. So you might want to just, you know, do what Alabama did to Georgia back in the day and just take it, take the pocket and crush it in. He can't, he cannot beat you that way. He just cannot. And, and you know, they, they he just can't. And the, the other thing I would say, having never played football at Georgia, but the linebackers just need to make the tackle. They don't need to go out there and kill people. It seems like they're trying to do kill shots. They should be breaking down and just getting in the hole and waiting for the cavalry to come. And, and far too often, I remember watching on the film, uh, watching on the field, they were overrunning where the tackle should have been made in the hole, and Florida got yardage after that. So this is about playing exactly what you're supposed to do. Someone here on Twitter is making a good point that the quarterback threw for a bunch of yards against Missouri, which speaks to my point that um, you know he can throw it. He's not just completely without skill. Everyone's getting tied up in that Vanderbilt game where they threw it nine times, but they they ran for like 250 or 300 yards on Vanderbilt. So he can do things. He's just not comfortable doing it. Again. He's never thrown it more than 20 times in an SEC. He's only done that once in an SEC game, and that was against Missouri. He runs it about 10 times a game. He's really good on second and medium, so that's when Kentucky's going to try to do what they want to do. But if, if I were Kentucky, I would I would try to throw him first down some. They're going to have to make it work on first down because I, I just don't know that they're going to be able to do what they want to do on first down running it the entire time. Maybe they will. I mean, I don't know. They ran they, – they, they – they were okay against Missouri, if my memory serves correct, running the ball. It, it wasn't, <clears throat> it was not unbelievable. Let me make sure I go back and see here. Yeah, they only had 91 yards rushing against Kentucky, so uh, against Missouri. So Mizzou basically said, "Hey, you're not running on us. The quarterback's going to have to do it." And the quarterback did. He he was, you know. He threw a bunch of balls. My guess is if he's throwing more than 30 balls against Georgia, Kentucky's going to lose. Just That's all there is to it. Check me out after the game, Dean Leggy Dog Post. Go to Dog Post right now, and please please go to Bank South. They have been wonderful with us, banksouth.com. Uh, their mortgage uh, packages, et cetera, you know, they have just, I can't say enough about how much they have supported us. Please support the people that support me and Dog Post, and uh, we'll see you after the game. Dean Leggy signing off for Dog Post.